Oh. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. We've discovered that there are four C's in marketing. Number one, content. If your content sucks, it's not going to grow. And it's as simple as that. When people are always looking for what's the algorithm hack, how does this algorithm work, when do I need to do this, blah, 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 immediately it's like a turn off. There are small things like that where you can do slight changes that might get you these 1% gains. But if you're not growing or worse, like losing following, your content sucks. Right. Like, and that's also something that's massive for attention too. Is massive. If you can work really hard to get people to listen to your podcast, but then it's crap. Mm. Uh, five C is crap. Um, anyway, <laughs> if, you can get, if you can get people to come and listen and then they listen for two episodes and they're like, mm, I don't know. Like I found a podcast which I thought I was going to really enjoy. Listen to an episode and it was just fluff. And yeah. I was like, I'm not listening to another episode of that. So, Mr. Beast and the guy who wrote um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, I can't remember his name, both had the same rule to helping people. They will give help to pretty much anyone, but the guy from Subtle Art is a blogger, so I'll help you if you write 100 blog articles. Mr. Beast, if you, do a, if you upload 100 YouTube videos. Because one, it's... Most people don't do that. So it's kind of a filter of, of lazy people. But the other thing is, people are so afraid of getting it right. They're so focused on nailing it and getting it perfect that they never actually do the thing consistently. Right. If you upload 100 podcast episodes and you listen to, back to them and you realize, hmm, Perhaps I shouldn't record at that time of day because brain fog. Right? There's been a few times that I've recorded with you and I've gone like, we can't record at this time because I'm just not thinking clearly and I'm, it's just full of fluff. Any time before 9.30 a.m. Yeah, no earlies. <laughs> Need my coffee, bro. Or after 4 p.m. on yeah. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Already in the pub. <laughs> yeah. So being consistent will genuinely help you grow because you'll improve your quality of content. So that is one of the second C's, is consistency. One of the second C's. Or the second C. That is the second C, <laughs> is consistency. Right. Because Alex Hormozzi has the 100 by 100. Do 100 actions for 100 days. So where there's cold emails, posting. And I really like it because most people don't hit that volume and that consistency. So we've been posting at time of recording. We've posted 75 days, I think it is. About 75 days consistently we've posted podcast clips on every single channel and we had really really good growth some that have absolutely flopped but immediately it helps you figure out okay where's my audience based what content do they like what editing style does it like so we did some reactions worked well on the podcast social media absolutely flopped but on social media works really well although there are some negative comments is the super simple stuff Statistics I've found for us have been really good. Like when you say a podcast statistic. Yeah, it backs it up. People do like that. And then there'll be people who'll be like, where's your references, bro? <laughs> and it's like, okay, right, fine. So it's not going to please everyone. So being consistent on your content and all of your channels. So if you are going to upload your podcast on a Monday every week, do that, right? And, and I think most people should up their volume as well. I know it's not really a C. But if it was, I would have, it would have been five. Volume. <laughs> yeah, volume. But I, as a minimum, upload once per day. And we're already considering upping that in what other content we do. Now I want to be careful that I'm not just doing it for the sake of it. And it's just like I'm throwing something out there. I want to plan what sort of content we're going to do. 
as a bit more of a luxury that I get to plan because we're already creating a lot of content and posting it every single day. Originally, it was just like, oh, we've got all of these recorded video podcasts from six months ago. Let's just chop them up and post them. I didn't really think about it too much. There was no plan or strategy. It's just post. So up your volume. And this, I see a lot of podcasts grow this way. They start with one a week, then two, and then three. Anything more than that, I think is probably a bit too much. But the point is, it's got to be something you can be consistent exactly. with. Exactly. And it's got to be good quality content. Also, with consistency, is again, fresh in my mind, I literally posted about consistency this morning. I think there's three things in podcasting that come to our need to be consistent with. Like you said, content, upload, like the, the time and date you upload it, same time every week or same time twice every week, whatever it is. The length of your show, consistent as well, super important. And then repurposing and marketing, whatever you're doing to get people to know about your show, you need to consistently do that. Because trust me, if you stop doing it for a week, you'll notice, because we did. And then one of my clients the next week said, oh, I didn't post at all last week and noticed that I had less downloads. So not necessarily to bring in new people, but just to keep those people engaged that listen to your show and that are in your kind of sphere. You're repurposing, you're posting of your clips or anything along those lines, your content, and then the length of your episode. I think those are the three things where consistency is absolutely key. Yeah, I really like that. And it's funny, isn't it? How quickly, like there's some people are your diehards and some people want to listen, but you're not enough in their routine yet that they remember. Yeah. So like you might think like, why does Coca-Cola spend, I'd hate to think how much, like hundreds of millions like to sponsor things like Times Square and all of these really big um, tourist attractions. And like they spend so much money on um, giving people like the free fridges and shops so they can fill it with Coke or like the Christmas advert every year. So Coca-Cola must be one of the most recognizable brands in the world. But retention marketing is really important to actually people to keep people aware that I still exist. I still have products. Don't forget to buy me later. Same thing with your podcast. Say it all the time. What good is 100 new listeners if 100 people from last time didn't turn up again, right? In fact, it's a lot worse. If you have 100 new listeners every week, but your numbers stay the same because no one's returning. That's that's not good. For podcasting, it's pretty important. TikTok, that's great. That's That's fine, yeah. But for podcasting, because it's such a different measure of success you'd be better off never growing and just having 100 people that listen for 100 episodes in a row give me 100 people that are going to listen to 100 episodes in a row they are they will buy whatever you have to sell them for sure so third c community so i think you should build your own now this takes a bit of time but being able to contact your podcast listeners is really important because it's so one way right there's a very quick feedback loop on tiktok don't i know it why right, you post <laughs> and within 30 seconds there's like three hate comments i reckon there'll be more because we've done a few episodes where we've just said some horrendous things to wind them up so yeah but i reckon by the time this goes up we'll have even more hate yeah, on tiktok oh, probably remember. but that's a very quick feedback loop but i also have some people that are you know clients or whatever or listeners of the podcast or just random people that will have positive feedback or they have questions or whatever amazing but with your podcast they can leave a review but most people don't so I do think you should set up something like a WhatsApp or a Facebook group or a Patreon, just whether it's free or paid, just something where you can contact your audience. So on our mastermind, one thing I challenged everybody to a couple of months ago is speak to five listeners a week. Right? I want you to speak to your listeners and get their honest feedback of what you can improve or what they like. And you can do more of that because most of us don't actually engage with our audience to see what it is that they actually like or don't like. But if you look at most businesses that sell products, they will ask people to leave reviews 
they will have various levels of testing to see if people want it. There's demands, they have focus groups, they have all these things. But if you're treating your content and your podcast as a business, we should mimic these things and make sure it's something that people actually want. Which is why a lot of the time when we're coming up with content ideas, I just ask clients, like, what are you struggling with at the moment? Oh, amazing. Okay, I'll go do a podcast episode on it. So building community. And then once you've got that community, one, they'll come to your rescue. Shout out Paul Shepard from Mindset Change. Because <laughs> I've got a few fake comments on TikTok. Defending you on TikTok. He's defending me, but that was good. Um, but that is really powerful. And once you've built that community, so let's say you have some sort of group, WhatsApp group, Telegram group. If you then decide, oh, I'm going to launch my YouTube channel now, or you're going to do a relaunch, if you've got this easily contactable group of people that all like your content and you go, oh, by the way, could you all do me a favor? Go leave a comment on this and you can get X. That's infinite value, doesn't it? Exactly. So many things. And like you say, content ideas, what you're doing well, what you're not doing well, and then all the way to monetizing. You've got a new product, you've got a new YouTube, whatever it is you need to put in front of them. They are there and they can speak to you, unlike listeners on a podcast. Mm. Fourth C, collaboration. Whether this is you going on other people's podcasts, you getting good guests on yours. If you, I really like listening to co-host podcast. I think you get really good rapport and then obviously we've got one. But if you look at the majority of the really, really big podcasts, they do interviews and they do interviews with people that are well known. Right? There's no getting around it that these people are going to have influence. So when you're interviewing a good guest, they're going to listen. Like As soon as Joe Rogan went to Spotify, stop listening to him. But there was a couple of times, like when Elon Musk went on it the second time, I was like, okay, well, this is going to be like culturally significant. So I was like, I'll, I'll watch it, whatever. But And then he did another one fairly recently, I can't remember, which was somebody that I liked. So I was like, okay, I'll go watch it. And that's a drastic example because you're probably not going to interview Elon Musk, but there's going to be people within your sector or uh, fairly relatively famous in the mainstream that you might know or might be able to get hold of and you'll be able to blow up, right? So before recording, we was talking about that girl, Bobby, who interviewed Drake in bed, right? So she's a brand new podcaster. She'd done like four episodes. She was an absolute nobody to start with. And then within a few weeks, she's interviewing probably the most famous man on the planet. So, and she instantly blew up, obviously. So you can't deny the power of having really good name guests. And then when you're collaborating with them in other ways, social media posts, tagging them in posts, doing joint lives with your guests on social media because we've done this a couple of times. So um, Rob and Simon Squibb, we went to Simon Squibb's house to record a podcast. What they did is they did the podcast, we filmed it, and then both of them went live on TikTok at the same time. Both of them got really good TikTok following. So what was powerful is people are watching, they were having like sort of a debate episode and then that draws attention to your TikTok. So people are following you on TikTok, but then every so often you can push people to listen to the podcast. Like guys, this is going to be out in a few weeks. There's other content, you know, go listen to that. And then because you're doing all these lives, your TikTok following is growing. And then when you're repurposing the clips from that interview, you post it to TikTok or Instagram because it's got a bigger following, it's more likely to go viral and get more views. So it's that self-fulfilling cycle. Email lists. Does your guest have a really good email list? send the podcast out there. Do they have a good YouTube channel? So collaborating with people who have already got an audience or already well-known is a really good way for you to grow your podcast audience very quickly. Still somebody else's audience. Absolutely. And the other thing is the other way around. So being a guest, right? 
you're getting in front of someone else's audience if they're already on a podcast platform it's the least friction there will ever be to click on another podcast as they're already listening to a podcast and then beyond that i mentioned it in a previous episode not long ago but it's something that is overlooked quite often people will say it's one of the biggest benefits of podcasting despite you not kind of thinking about it when you start in one and it's the relationships you build with your guests so you might have a guest on you've never spoken to but then they might become a future business partner or they might become a future client, or you might become a client of theirs. But people were building massive networks of really high-value individuals from having them as guests on their podcast and the relationships people are having. That's quite often said to me as one of the biggest benefits is the relationships people have with their guests after, the, after they've been on the show. And it's not something you'd expect, but again, it's collaboration. I think if you want to grow your podcast consistently and quickly, you can probably just focus on these things. There's a there's loads of marketing tips, tricks, and hacks and stuff that we can do. But if you just focus on collaborating with other people and not seeing them as competitors, because at the end of the day, right, there's social media requires what I call scroll time, like eyes, ears, and hands. It's very, you know, hands-on. Yeah, exactly. Active. So there's only so many hours in a day that I can actually sit there and scroll, like a couple of hours. And not only that, it's there's so much competition. If you're boring on social media, you are this action away. Like, just swipe you're, and you're gone. And there's a million other people that can fill my dopamine requirements. Whereas on a podcast, because it's passive and you're most of the time people are just listening to it and not watching it, they can do it whilst doing other things and you've got captured attention. So when you're in the car, shower, jogging, whatever. So they're not thinking about turning you off. So because of that reason, people can listen to podcasts for eight, nine, ten hours a day because they're doing other things. So if I'm doing emails, I'm in the gym or walking the dog in the car, I listen to a podcast. So when you break that down into the actual podcasts that are really active and live, then within your language, then within your niche, right? There's what, eight hours a day, seven days a week people can listen to podcasts even if there's five or six other people in your niche, there's so much room for all of you that you don't need to see them as competitors. Leverage them, collaborate with them, get in their good books, help them out. And then you can all capture that same audience. I I, I really don't like when people say like, oh, I've done like competitor research. No, 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 they're your collaborators. Yeah, absolutely. So they're the four C's. Content. Is your content actually engaging, actually good enough? And guess what? If you're not getting many views or going down, it's probably crap. Community, build your community so that you can push people to go subscribe, go listen when you launch something new. Collaborations, leverage leverage somebody else's audience that already has the one that you want. And then probably the most important one is consistency. Do these things every single day. Don't worry about being perfect because there's nobody that has ever lived that has done every new thing they've tried perfectly. Do you know what I mean? So don't even try and hold yourself to that standard. Just focus on doing something every day for 100 days rather than waiting and trying to nail it. Absolutely. Spot on. Thank you very much, guys. Till next time.